Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 128, season three, and I'm calling this Giving Staff Ownership. And I'd like to start out with a story tonight, um, and it's a story of my dad and my stepmother. Uh, we've been on a journey for a while, and uh, my dad and stepmother were moved from a large uh, acreage uh, uh, farm-like area to a, an assisted living. Uh, my dad's coming up on 89 and uh, has uh, pulmonary fibrosis, the same thing my biological mother died of and uh, in 2018, and it's kind of odd that he had it too. And his uh, and my stepmother, his wife, has actually uh, had started having some memory problems and has some mobility problems. And they started out in an assisted living, and they were there almost three years. Uh, and recently, we had to move them to uh, a memory care for for uh, my stepmother and for the needs that she had, uh, needing extra help. And it was interesting because they only lasted less than a couple weeks at the memory care. And my dad was calling us and saying we have to get him out of there, basically. And uh, my dad can still get around pretty good. He's in pretty good health besides the pulmonary fibrosis. Uh, had a quintuple bypass uh, years ago, but, you know, his heart is strong now and his blood pressure is good and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he gets around a lot slower, a lot of times in a wheelchair, but a lot of times he can walk as well. He has an intogen. Uh, so we've been on this journey of moving them frequently, apparently. And we recently, uh, just today, in fact, finished moving them into an assisted living again. And the nice thing about this assisted living is it gives them a little more freedoms and it gives them some ownership in the facility and uh, things they do and and then she can transition if needed into some memory care within the same facility so it's a lot easier move force um, not that it was an easy move because we did a lot of moving of stuff um, and three times in the last you know what less than five years is a lot <laughs> so but the thing that really stuck out to me is, you know, I work on leadership and work with leaders, and it's interesting to see the administration uh, within the different facilities. Uh, and the second one, uh, the, the memory care, he wasn't wild about. It, what was so interesting about it is, you know, I always talk about giving staff ownership and uh, making them a part of the staff and creating this we environment. And... It was real interesting because my dad lost, and we said that. We said the less mobility you have and the more needs you have, the more you're going to be in the kind of care that you're not going to like because you don't have the freedom and you don't have, especially like a memory care and so on. And he uh, he actually at that one, he was told uh, they had a lot of things that kind of went wrong at that facility. And he actually had a meeting. You know, my dad was still with it enough unlike most of the people there that don't have a voice uh, aren't able to give a voice into things and he was able to share with administration and have a meeting with um, the woman and tell her some of the things that needed to improve and you know he was a past administrator school administrator himself so he saw some of these things and he even asked for a key and most of them they don't give keys to their rooms for to uh, the the people that live there 
and he had come from having that uh, freedom and having a key and everything. So you have to wait for somebody to let you in your room, and then at night you're locked in your room. And there were a lot of differences in this, and that started to uh, resonate with me because uh, because I started to see how my dad was reacting to this uh, lack of freedom uh, for somebody who's still uh, very uh, with it in his mind and uh, somewhat his body and so on. And he uh, had an adverse reaction to that, of course. And after meeting with her, asked for a key, and you know he wouldn't give it to uh, anyone else, and he'd have his key on him so he'd be able to get in and out. And it was interesting. She told him she would give him a key, and he never got the key. We ran into the maintenance guy and asked him about the key. He said there was one made, and then he uh, said he'd make another one. And long story short, they were only there a couple weeks, about three weeks actually, before we moved him, maybe less than that actually. Uh, and we never did get a key. But I started to think about the things that we talk about too in leadership in um, following through and doing what you say you're going to do. And, uh, you know, your action, actions have to match your words. I don't know how many times I've told you that on this show. And her actions did not match her words. I mean, she was giving lip service and wasn't following through on the items. Uh, she was also making excuses for some of the other problems they were having. And things were not. Uh, being covered so I mean that is the sign of bad leadership of course and then his reaction uh, we did move him into that assisted living I was talking about which is a much better caring environment the culture of the place it's funny because they're simpler uh, they're s similar to schools uh, walking in you can feel the culture and you can feel the environment and the warmth of the people and whether they're stressed out and whether they're overworked and they're understaffed and so on but uh, the current facility he's in, uh, everybody has, has been very positive. Uh, we got keys right off the bat. The maintenance uh, guy has been ex exceptionally uh, helpful, helping us get set up and moving stuff and doing things that we needed done. Uh, the administrators on top of things even got a hold of me on a weekend day, which I didn't expect her to, and has you know kept her word and oftentimes has come through ahead of time. And uh, we, all of us that visit now have keys to go to this uh, facility. And uh, uh, my dad has his own key again. And it was such a big deal for him to get this key. We even took him on this visit uh, to see this new facility because he was so ready to be out of the next facility. And again, by doing that, he had ownership in what was going on with him and what was actually taking place. The same thing we talk about with staff, how encouraging your staff uh, getting your staff on board and getting your staff involved in things that are happening within the building and in problem solving and uh, simple things, real simple things can make a big difference in creating that positive culture, especially at a time when we have a lot of uh, teachers leaving. And so uh, things I want you to think about for sure are how you treat your staff and do your actions match your words and uh, very important uh, uh, points, I think, and it, 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 is, it is so evident now, his attitude is even changing, he's even more positive, uh, it's, it's like he's a, a different person, he was excited to get out of the other place, and by having some freedoms again, and having some opportunities to uh, influence what's going on, and also being more empowered, uh, and actually having more choices in meals and things that we would take for granted and think as uh, simple, he is actually uh, doing much better 
for sure. Uh, and those are the things that really matter in a culture. If you're actually coming down on people and saying, I need everybody to check in, you're not treating them like professionals. There are going to be times when people are running late with a baby, with kids, with uh, getting gas. There's a line at the whatever. I mean, things are going to happen. So if you're standing there clicking your foot and they're not checking in on time, that's going to set up a terrible environment. And that's not a good way to be. And uh, it's the little things, uh, checking lesson plans, uh, which you know how I feel about that. Go back to my episode on lesson plans. I think I've done that more than once because that's such a pet peeve of mine when you should be treating people like professionals and uh, doing coaching visits. So look at the things that really impact your culture and look at ways uh, to empower your staff. And I'd like to share a little bit from uh, something called Creating We. Change I Thinking to We Thinking, Build a Healthy, Thriving Organization uh, from Judith E. Glasser. Um, and I'll just share a couple things from this that sets up. Uh, uh, she said, yet many organizations often become toxic environments filled with politics, power, and control, arrogance, and competing egos. They develop into unwelcoming places with invisible street signs that say, don't go there, you can't do this, you don't know that, save face, blame, and protect. Allowing ourselves to get sucked into territoriality can lead to cycles of behavior that erode relationships and take energy away from being productive, healthy, and high-performing individuals, teams, and organizations. When we, uh, uh, let's see, when we are stuck in the territoriality, uh, protecting what we have and fearing loss, we are living at a low level of effectiveness, which ensures we will never achieve our greatest aspirations. In the face of negativity. Uh, positional power struggles and self-limiting beliefs. Our courage and ambition uh, shrivel up and die. Companies lose their spirit and mediocrity becomes a way of life. Often without seeing it until the pattern becomes a death spiral. We put out the very flame we needed to thrive. So the importance of becoming a we organization. And then to, uh, to wrap up tonight, I'd like to share something uh, from John Maxwell again. And this is from the Maxwell Daily Leader. Um, Charting the course is the name of this. Uh, nearly anyone can steer the ship, but it takes a leader to chart the course. Before leaders uh, take their people on a journey, they become navigators and go through a process in order to give the trip the best chance of being a, a success. Navigation uh, draw on past ex navigators draw on past experience. Most natural leaders are activists. They tend to look forward, not backward, make decisions, and move on. But for leaders to become good navigators, they need to take time to reflect and learn from their experiences. Navigators examine the conditions before making commitments. Good navigators count the cost before making commitments for themselves and others. They examine not only measurable factors such as finances, resources, and talent, but also intangibles such as timing, morale, momentum, culture, and so on. Navigators listen to what others have to say. No matter how good a leader you are, you yourself will not have all the answers. That's why top-notch navigators gather information from many sources. Navigators make sure their conclusions represent both faith and fact. Being able to navigate for others requires a leader possess, to possess a positive attitude. You've got to have faith that you can take your people all the way. On the other hand, you also have to be able to see the facts realistically. If you don't go in with your eyes wide open, you're going to get blindsided. And that was from the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Have you taken the time to chart the course for the people you're leading? Uh, and that was from John Maxwell, the Daily Leader again. Uh, excellent stuff. And as we wrap up tonight, 
I would like to remind you to keep building your positive culture and think of ways to empower your staff. And some of the simple things uh, make a big difference to your staff and the way they feel and the way they act and the way they feel about the organization itself and the culture that you're building. So think about those things that we talked about earlier. How do you treat your staff and do your actions match your words? And as we wrap up tonight, let's wrap up with a quote again. All my inspiration comes from life. That's how it never stops in a way. And that was Marina Abramovic. And as usual, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAnderson Consulting.com.